If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Thanks to Raycon Wireless Earbuds for supporting the instance. Raycon Earbuds start at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market. Get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash wow. This episode also brought to you by ExpressVPN. You probably don't think much about internet privacy on your own home network. ExpressVPN will secure your privacy and protect your information. Visit expressvpn.com slash wow and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. <laughs> The World of Warcraft podcast, so you don't have to. This is the instance. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the instance. This is the instance episode. Uh, oh, gosh. What is it? 605. It is June 23rd, 2020. I'm Scott Johnson with Patrick Beja. Hello, Patrick. Welcome back. Hello. I don't know why. How's it going, Scott? <laughs> We missed you last time, man. Uh, didn't have your your voice, but since then, as you can see, if you're watching the video version of the, of the show, Patrick has gone all pink in his background. It's pretty sweet. I think you should keep that up, whatever you're doing. Yeah, don't don't. Was go that changing. to the tune of the old Yahoo song thing? Was it? I don't know. What? Yep. Oh, did I do that to a Yahoo song? Did I actually do that? No, no. Pat Patrick's hello. It was oh. like, hello. <laughs> you're supposed to say Yahoo. I don't know if those ever made it overseas. You guys may have not gotten those commercials from Yahoo. You're supposed to say what's Yahoo, because what are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? What are you doing? Shouldn't use Yahoo. Uh, speaking of Yahoo's. Talking to you, Dad. Yeah, Happy Father's Day. I'm outing you for using old email. There you go. Hey, uh, World of Warcraft's favorite Florida man. Uh, we have Garrett Weinzer as, as well. Hello, Garrett. Welcome back. Oh, hello, Scott. Hello, Patrick. Good right. to be back. Good. Good to be uh, Good to be here. Good to be back. We got stuff to talk about today. A couple of quick things before we dive into World of Warcraft and Blizzard proper. Uh, Mixer. This felt like something to at least mention. Mixer is no more. As of a day or two ago, was it two days ago, uh, they announced they are folding up. They're done. They're not doing it no more. And they're recommending that all of their streamers and or viewers hop on over to Facebook gaming, which seems like a thing they're not going to do, but maybe they will in some numbers. Stop I don't recommending. Know. They're basically sending all of their whatever they can send to Facebook gaming. It's kind of a weak partnership uh which facebook paid for probably to in the hopes of getting shroud and ninja yeah and it's unlikely shroud and ninja are gonna go there oh they are they going to or not going to you said no no, no it's unlikely, unlikely. oh a very like yeah, my understanding seemed... is they are now free to go back to twitch if they so see yes. this. yeah they are free yeah. agents at this point they could take the 30 million they got from mixer well 30 for ninja i think it's somewhere in the 12 million range for shroud it's they 10 could, 10 shroud, yeah. yeah oh but they're they're getting that no matter what. Yeah, no it matter what, like their contract was for that money, right? They're getting that regardless. Well, I mean, it, it was probably for, you know, that sum for uh, over the few years that they had the contract for. But given uh, that Microsoft is folding, they probably negotiated their, you know, getting the full sum. Yeah. And it seems Facebook was offering twice that amount. Yeah. And they were like, no, no way. We don't know. 
Imagine turning, the, imagine the, hating going there so bad that you turned down $60 million total from in ninjas. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, it depends when, when you already have 30, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't think 60 is what's going to make you not sell out, but like do the thing you don't want to do. Yeah. And, uh, I, I think it's like, they need a, a lot more than that. But, um, the 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 thing is ninja is probably going to youtube that would be surprising hmm. and uh shroud might go back to twitch i, could, I could see that yeah. i could see that because the there's a little bit of bad blood with ninja and, and twitch um that was yeah. out there and in case in shroud's case it was really just a simple hey they're offering me a bunch of money i'm going to go over there um you yeah. think they'll do do you guys remember when they did uh, they did their little exit videos when they were going to go make this change over to Mixer and it was like this big produced thing? Do you think they'll they'll spend any time doing like, all right, now we're doing a video about not being here and going somewhere else? I think they're they're going to do a video of like them Scrooge McDucking in all the money that they made on that deal. Yeah, probably. And that's what they're going to be doing. Made a lot of money. What do you guys think? Here, Garrett, I'll throw this at you. What do you think about the idea? Uh, unlikely as it may be, but let's entertain it just for funsies. What if those two joined forces with their many millions that they got from their mixer deals and started their own competing platform for game yeah, streaming? They don't have enough money for that. <laughs> it's not doesn't just cost, cost you know a couple dozen million dollars. That's true. Maybe they, start the streaming they get service. investors. I mean, what do you think, Garrett? Do you think that's would you tune into ninja.tv and watch uh, that? um no no i i mean that sounds like a great thing to risk someone else's money with but not your own money i think if, if you're in their in their position like yeah. if you want to go get some venture capital startup funds and go for it do it but if i was if i was sitting on the the war chest that uh that i hope they still are yeah <laughs> be a lot of lamborghinis to blow through that yeah um I, i'd want to be smart with that money and and i mean We've seen a lot of money get blown chasing just as risky, if not less risky, things like, uh, I don't know, a studio in Boston thinking it can contend with World of Warcraft. Mm. Oh, yeah. I remember those days. That's a thing that's not that's still kind of a fresh wound. Sure. Why not? Um, Listen, I, it, like, <laughs> if Microsoft can't do it. <laughs> I, yeah. If Microsoft, the problem is, so Microsoft, Microsoft has a history of dumping things before they have any time to stick. That's not unusual. Google does this a bit too. Google, Other I think companies Google's do. Than Microsoft, I mean, I mean Microsoft Google does it a lot more than Microsoft. Microsoft. Yeah, that's fair. Force their way into the console market. Like, absolutely. Like, like, props to them for sticking out with Xbox as long as they did. Yeah. I'm a little surprised actually that they did, given what they did with the Zune, given what they did with Windows Phone, like their major platform they stuff where they tried to compete, gave up early. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. They just got out. So um, I'm so part of me is like, oh, well, this isn't surprising. Microsoft was like, well, is it not making money? Then let's just not do it. Uh, I do think it's good for Twitch as a platform, which I use and like to have more competition. So I'm a little bummed on that front. Maybe this will open it up to smaller guys getting in there. Caffeine's still a thing. Caffeine.tv. They do okay. Um, Is it though? I mean, it's for who they are and what they are and what they're aiming for, I think they're okay. I mean, they're not bleeding cash okay. the way that Mixer was. Um, and they get their own little fun. It's like, think of it like this, like Vimeo and YouTube. Vimeo will never be as big yeah. as YouTube, but Vimeo has its own gig. You know, it's got its own vibe yeah, and thing. And and they figured out a way to carve out a little niche. And, and maybe that's what the future holds for this because 
as much as I don't, you know, I wasn't really, I didn't like Mixer all that much. The one thing I liked about Mixer is their latency was like zero. I loved that about it um, when I checked it out. Outside of that, uh, from that little technical feat, there really wasn't any big reason to to move away from where the big audience was unless you're Ninja and you're getting millions of dollars for doing so. But even he took a big hit on viewers. And um, though even those two guys, him and Shroud, were not enough to to maintain. So I guess I'm not surprised in the short term. I do hope that that, you know, other stuff comes up so that Twitch continues to have to innovate and to try hard to maintain its market share. And, you know, it's just good for companies. I think there's uh, so there's YouTube gaming, which is, you know, has some traction and uh, Facebook gaming. I it's I have a very bad image of Facebook, but I've gotten a couple of uh, pieces of feedback from people using it who are saying it's actually pretty good. Mm. Um, and you get a lot of engagement and you really benefit from the incredible power of the Facebook platform. So uh, that's something to keep in mind. I agree it would have been great to have a real uh, native game company being a little bit of a competition for this. But I think there are still, you know, um, other contenders in that space. YouTube and, and Facebook are nothing to scoff at. Sure, but YouTube gaming as a brand sort of went away. So really, this is just YouTube, and we all we do everything, yeah. including games now, right? Like they don't really have the YouTube gaming focus anymore, or do they? I thought that went away. No, they they don't. But it's still. I mean, it's YouTube gaming. They don't have the app. It's still, right. I don't think they have the gaming.youtube.com anymore. Let me check real quick. Right. They've got a YouTube.com. I mean, it's, it's still YouTube. Yeah. Um, the, the point is that they have a platform that it, it's youtube.com slash gaming. Yeah, there it is. Um, they have a platform where a huge amount of their audience is gaming already. So yeah. that plays, you know. A role. Yeah, that has a role to play. Sure. Um, yeah, we'll see. I don't know what it means in the long run, but... Uh, it's a it's a weird little thing having it end right before the launch of a major console from the uh from Microsoft the Xbox Series X I really kind of thought that this was going to be the last stand as it were for Mixer to really do something as it would integrate yeah. with Series X in some special way and to have this the go away before must that must have been abysmal yeah they the must have been terrible would have been really low for them to fold now I mean good on them to make a decision and say okay it's not working let's just focus on what we know but it's definitely a black guy. Are you a little surprised they didn't try to sell it to somebody first? Or I mean, maybe that's what they I mean, did with the Facebook, but the tech is pretty good. You know, you could have sold that off. I don't know to who. I think that a lot of people have similar tech. Mm. Um, I guess so. It's, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm surprised they folded now. I think they would have folded like two or three years from now. And that's maybe why it is a good business decision because they realize, you listen, this is not going to go anywhere or it's going to take us $5 billion to compete with all of these players in this space. They also, so didn't, just they didn't really tell their streamers much about it. I'm sure Shroud and Ninja knew, but the company didn't know. Yeah. A lot of like people the, the, were the like, employees what? found out yeah. Twitter. Yeah. That always, that <laughs> always like seems we're going to close at some point in the future. They're closing now in a month. It's yeah. a little bit crazy. That part is crazy. I don't like that one bit. It reminds me of when Blizzard, kiboshed everybody and things around the heroes stuff and people on the heroes team were like wait what we're doing what like i hate that i think there should be more communication but i guess it's up to the company to do it anyway mixer's gone so no more uh 
open carrot, closed carrot logo business thing deal. They're done. Ninja.com getting ready or no, he'll, he'll probably go to YouTube as Patrick is suggesting. That would make sense to me. Um, also one other thing before we get into it, not to get into details here, but in the last couple of days, some really gnarly stuff has come out about some people in both the industry and in the sort of influencer set streamers, YouTubers, that sort of thing that are shocking and awful and should be getting sunlight. And so a lot of it is, you can seek it out and find it. Some of it deals even with Blizzard. Um, not all of it. In fact, most of it isn't. But uh, I recommend you go look at it. We're not going to talk a ton about it here. Uh, to be honest, uh, we've had to do that too much, too much lately. And we'd rather not today. Um, but that doesn't mean it shouldn't get the sunlight it deserves or that you shouldn't hear these voices. So go seek it out if you want to read it, if you want to see it. A bunch of stuff on Twitter, medium posts, that sort of thing. And um, be better, everybody. Just freaking be better, okay? It's, I mean, we could talk about it for half an hour, and, but we're probably not the best people to discuss these things. Nope. Um, and I, I just want to say I haven't personally heard about anything like that. Beyond that, it's absolutely something that deserves your attention and not through us talking about it. So maybe you can include a couple of links, Scott, in the show notes. Sure, I'll and stick them in there. Yeah, you bet. It's you been should, like, yeah, and pl- plus things are just really popping, and I don't know. I just we are not the we are not the voices you need to listen to on these subjects because yeah, uh, I, I mean not to beat around the bush, the subject at hand is very much about the abuse of power and its regard to uh, female employees uh, and influencers, you know, within the gaming landscape, and we are three white males. Yeah, and it's a bummer, and it's really really depressing. So go read about it, understand it, do what you can to help in your little corner. We're going to do this right now. All right, moving on. Uh, another acquisition to mention, or not an acquisition, but another weird thing going on. Overwolf bought CurseForge assets from Twitch. Now, you know how in the Twitch thing, if you had your World of Warcraft mods, they were part of the Twitch application, the Twitch desktop thing. Uh, that thing also let you watch Twitch stuff as, without using a browser. It was basically all-in-one sort of Twitch things, and that is where they integrated the Curse assets that they bought from Curse for updating your mods for your games. World of Warcraft being a primary example of that, maybe the one that started it all, honestly, is um, is my memory of it. But anyway, yeah. um, we all use it for that. I use it for that. It's been fine and everything, but out of nowhere, Overwolf, a company I hadn't heard of before now, bought CurseForge really? assets from Twitch. No, I don't know who they are. Oh, wild. Give me, a, give me a primer. They're... Give me a primer. Who are these people? Uh, they make a, well, they kind of are like the home. They're kind of, uh, think of it as as the Steam marketplace for overlay based add-ons for your game uh, add-on is a bad term because it means something very specific in world of warcraft and that is not what this is okay. um so there's uh, would it be like uh the the obs of, people now uh, what's their names um i sort of sort of so like the most names the application that i have the most uh experience with is their hearthstone arena overlay it helps you draft a deck in arena so as as the three cards are offered to you, it will overlay on top of your game kind of the tier rating of the three cards. Mm-hmm. And it will also take into account the cards that you picked before so, so it can see if it's picking up on any synergies and say, hey, this card is technically higher than this card, but oh. B card is actually better because of the synergies of the cards that you picked before. So let's actually maybe consider that instead of just the highest tier card. Um, it's rather amazing. Um, it's, it's really well made. It's been around for years now. 
and that's put out through through Overwolf. And Overwolf hosts a ton of other applications that are very similar. Um, that kind of these overlay-based applications that uh, enhance your game in some way. A lot of it has to do with like stats or upping your win rate, that type of that type of thing. Another really popular one that isn't through Overwolf is Hearthstone Deck Tracker. Mm. Uh, that's through HS Replay, which they're unrelated to Overwolf, as far as I am, as far as I know. Um, but that's another one where, like, a lot of these are for games that don't have APIs, that don't have an easier way to get these types of statistics and whatnot out of the game. Okay. Um, and so you run desktop applications that can either through screenshots or through a, only a local desktop API gather the data that they're looking for and enhance your gameplay experience in some way. Interesting. Yeah, I'd never heard of these guys. Sounds like a spinoff from Overwatch. Overwolf, catch it. Um, yeah. Anyway, so they, yeah, they're, they're, they swooped in and said, hey, what if we bought all the Curse Forge assets, a.k.a. the stuff that lets you update your game mods and all of that, and transition it out of the Twitch client and into a new dedicated desktop app called or on overwolf which you already mentioned it's already it's already a thing but this would be another feature to it uh it says here a dedicated curse forge uh team of engineers inside iron or overwolf I keep wanting to say iron wolf for some reason will be in charge of continuously improve, improving the curse forge app to be the best mod manager there is uh, we're getting all the code from twitch so we'll start with everything at as is and then gradually add new features and tools like global search and smart sync based on the needs and interests of the community so I guess it's safe to say your mod management isn't leaving, but it is moving. Um, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here kind of thing. And uh, it will now be this Overwolf app. So get used to it, I suppose. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not the first time we've dealt with this, right? If, if you're used to using Twitch and, and their CurseForge functionality to keep your add-ons up to date, you know, before Twitch, it was a standalone Curse application that you ran on your desktop that functioned much the same way that the Twitch application does. So yeah. it's not the first time that this type of functionality is moving to a different home. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I mean, I mean they, they got, Twitch got that when they bought uh, uh, Curse, right? right. I, mean, mm -hmm. I don't think they bought Curse for, for the mod manager. So mm -hmm. they kept it as a almost a, a courtesy, I think. And now they're getting rid of it. It's not. That's yeah, an interesting point. Yeah. I, I didn't realize they, I was trying to think what they actually really got out of the Curse acquisition was it the community was the it app. the set of sites the app yeah okay well I in that case the app and the technology mostly right so what they ended up with is well, my bigger question is does are people using the twitch app in earnest because it's it didn't do it didn't really make a dent in discord which was one of its goals right it has the, all the community features that discord would have um and it didn't really do that it obviously doesn't matter to them too much if that mod management stuff's in there so that's going away like, I don't know what actually they have left. What is that app for? People use the web, yeah, so I'm, just use the web and use Discord and sure. use all the other tools. I don't know. I think they got it at a time when there was a question of how things would go and when apps, uh, people thought that apps would be used for absolutely everything. Yeah. Um, and clearly this hasn't gone that way. So it might be that and it might be that they're actually not getting a lot of use out of the app. Yeah, but, um, I imagine a lot of Warcraft players, and we're—I mean, the chat is saying this anecdotally, but my guess is most Blizzard players, Warcraft players, are using it for the mods, and that's it. And that yeah, this, me too. It's uh, my case when, for sure. When yeah. when it first moved to the Twitch app, I was like, why? Why is there even a Twitch? App? Why would I watch anything through the Twitch app? I just watch it through the browser like a normal human being. <laughs> uh, I, I like. 
Yeah, I don't know. There's a serial killer joke in here about if you watch Twitch through the Twitch app, I am curious about the contents underneath your soil. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. Check your, get a radon it's check. It's so what... weird. Like, what? why? Why would you do that? Why would you bother? It is a little bit know. weird. I mean, I know, I understand. It's strange. It, on phones and tablets and things where apps are the norm, it makes sense to me. There's a Twitch app. You're not just using, you know, a mobile browser. That makes perfect sense to me. But when it comes to desktop, I... I, I never quite understood why they did it, except for, again, because of my bias in the World of Warcraft community, except for the mod management. Like, that to me was the only reason. And I was excited because they, they stripped out the limitations. So there used to be a thing yeah. where you would subscribe so you could update more than two mods at once and all that other stuff. They took that out yeah. and made it just so it all works and was basically free. And for so for me, it was, a, it was an improvement. But that's the only tab I gave two shits about. Like, the rest of it was like, okay, well, this is Twitch. Why am I not on the web for this? Like, this is weird. So anyway, we'll see. The, the whole app's not going away. They're just getting rid of those uh, or that tab, as it were. And uh, if you like Overwolf, you're going to like it more. If you already don't like Overwolf, don't know what to tell you. Some people in the chat said I've never heard a good thing about them. So I I, I have no reference point for that. I don't know. Have who they you are. heard bad things about them, though? I never have heard one thing about them. <laughs> Today I learned who they are, so I don't know. And part of it, it <laughs> sounds like it's, it's very... Uh, hearthstone centric up to this point from what garrett says oh there, there's no there there's apps for all kinds they already have a valorant app up oh okay well then so they so obviously they've got some traction they're just not i'm just yeah. not playing the games it cares about and warcraft's the only i mean i'm gonna have it now i want to manage my my things unless somebody tells me oh no don't do it it's spyware and it's tracking your hoo-ha or whatever like if it does that Oh, you don't want an app that's tracking your hoo-ha. That is definitely not what you want. I don't want well, another. I mean, what app if, what if I do? It. It's 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 my app and my hoo-ha, Patrick. Okay, if I want an app to then, track my then, hoo-ha, that's on me. Then you can. What I if agree. I strapped a up or a, a GPS transmitter to my hoo-ha? Then what? How would that go? I just need a I just need a phone with maps on it, right? That's it. Everyone, you guys, I'll sh- you'll be my friends, and you'll always know the status of my hoo-ha, from, no matter where you are. That's the kind of. That's the kind of friendship we have. All right. You're you're leaving me speechless. <laughs> Doesn't happen very often. All right, moving on. Uh, we got a rare note from Blizzard about exploits in the game. We don't get this very often. They don't... We know they're exploits. We know people exploit them. We know sometimes they're banned. Sometimes they're mass bannings. They don't really talk about it, though. But it's apparently an ongoing concern, as they say. And I thought this one was interesting, so I want to talk about it. Um, they say this. We recently completed a round of actions against players who are found to be cheating in World of Warcraft. We rarely communicate publicly about this because we found that describing our sources and methods may make it easier for malicious malicious actors to work around them. But we feel that it is worthwhile to expand on the subject today as many players have recently asked us for more details. By the way, anytime anyone says bad actors or malicious actors, I know what they mean. That means people acting poorly in a situation. But I always picture like all the TV and movie villains that I've ever known throughout my life, like the the bad guy Ronnie Cox plays in RoboCop is one of these malicious actors who's out there screwing around with World of Warcraft and breaking the rules. Is that a weird thing to happen in a person's head? I've left you speechless again. All right, moving on. Normally I would say would yes, be, but would... I know you, Scott, so I'm going to say no. In your that, specific scenario, it is not weird. It doesn't surprise that me to learn exactly, that. That is exactly, exactly what I was going to take care of. I can't help it. My brain is weird this way. But like I see, I don't know, uh, just people think of an actor who always plays somebody evil just like Darth Vader running around and hanging out with uh, I don't know Thanos 
I don't know. And they're all well, we, we get actors. it, Scott, and it's not surprising. Yeah, all right. Well, I'm glad it's not surprising. <laughs> they go on to say, uh, introducing or so, sorry, including today's actions over the last month in the Americas, oceanic servers, and European regions, we've closed or suspended over seventy-four thousand World of Warcraft accounts. Let that sink in. Seventy-four thousand accounts. There are MMOs that don't have that many players total. That's how many people in the last month have been suspended or kicked. Uh, it says they were in violation of our end-user license agreement. The majority of these were found to be using gameplay automation tools, typically to farm resources or kill enemies much more efficiently than legitimate players can. Uh, That's why I only pay my nine-year-old cousin to go farm things for me. Right, because he's not that great at it. It just takes time, right? Is that, <laughs> exactly. is that you're thinking? Okay, I like that too. Exactly. Moves says, like a human. <laughs> must be human. While today's suspensions were applied in a, uh, in a batch often referred to as a ban wave. Oh, they have a word for it, do they? Um, it is top priority for us to identify accounts that are, uh, sorry, botting and removing them. Our team works around the clock every day of the week. And many of the suspensions and account closures over the last few months have gone out in the middle of the night or on weekends. Thank you very much for your feedback on these issues and thank you for your reports. Uh, I don't know what it, why I like this so much, but I do. It's nice to know that they're always sort of working on this stuff. But if you think about a game as massive as WoW still is, uh, this must be, well, it is. It's a full-time 24-hour-7 sort of thing, and you've got employees kind of there all the time, seven days a week, making sure this stuff happens. We kind of forget it after a while. This was like, you know, when WoW was early in its uh, release, a couple first years, you know, a year or two into its release, it was common to hear, ah, Chinese gold accounts or this bot thing or this or this exploit in there is happening and people are taking advantage of it and you expected bans and of course it was a growing new thing and you kind of had to react accordingly but now that it's this well-oiled machine you forget there's guys hacking away in there just trying to keep us safe from the from the malicious actors like james woods and i don't know who else Anyway, thanks, Blizzard. That was cool. All right, Patrick, you used to play the auction house a lot. That was a thing you did, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were huge into the auction house. I remember this. Always recommending mods for it. You'd call the show and say, hello, this is Patrick, and here's my mod of the week. And sometimes it was an auction and house mod. it would mod. often be a, an auction house mod. You That's right. Correct. Well, And here, I would be sitting in figure drawing class drawing naked people while uh, I listened to that. While you listened to that? <laughs> is that when you – so that, that would have been the era, eh? Drawing naked people right then. That's fantastic. Mm, I usually listen to the show during figure class because I didn't have to listen to anybody try and teach me anything. Dude, still to this day, of every college course I ever took, life drawing was the most impactful and the most long-lasting. Not just because everybody had boobs and boners. That's not the point. And I say boners because this one male guy. Well, I'm, not, I'm not sure you were in a professional uh, figure drawing <laughs> class if, if they were, if they were uh, the B word involved. Well, let me just, okay, let me just tell you this quick story. So we had this life drawing class. It was great. Most of the time it was actually it was it was a mix. My favorite model was this guy in his 80s who would come in. It's going to be one of those one of those Scott story time yeah, days. Yeah, this is I a great story. It. I can feel it. This guy's in his 80s. He's super angular. His back's all hunched. His arms have just really interesting curves to them because he's old and it's an d- interesting study. And man, did we love drawing that guy. And he would come like once a week to this to this class. And it was great. Sometimes you'd get a young woman or an older woman or a middle-aged man or whatever. They had all these people. Well, this one guy, super buff, Adonis looking, you know, works out, definitely prime of his life looking dude, shows up. And one of his poses is to stand in front of the class with his hands to his hips, kind of Hercules style, just with his legs out and his hands on his hips, 
looking off into the distance like some heroic pose. And in this particular case, and by the way, we never saw this guy after this. He never was hired again. Uh, while he's standing there, uh, he 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 got a little. Uh, I don't know what's the word to use that's uh, nice on a podcast. Let's just go. Uh, let's just go with if you have if you have children and they're still listening, <laughs> make them run away now. Uh, and then let's choose the word excited. Let's excited. just choose the word excited. There you go. That's what we're going to roll with yeah, for today. You got it. He he got a little excited. Turgid says the chat and uh, vertical. Yeah, critical. He got critical. Um, I see, I'm, I'm vertical. Oh, vertical. Sure. That's even better. So anyway, this happens, and a girl in the front row goes, oh, like that. That's the sound she made. And we all looked that's up. That's the sound I would have made. Yeah. And we all looked up, and he's holding. He's stoic, man. He's not backing down. He's not changing his face. It's just happening. And my friend Dan next to me yells, I can't draw it if it won't hold still. And then pandemonium. Everybody laughs. laughs. It was ridiculous, and it never happened again because that guy never came back. But I'm, but back to my original <laughs> point. Life drawing was so it's still part of every time I do anything in illustration, commercial art, comics, anything. I'm so I'm so glad that you want to give a testimonial about how important life drawing is, and I completely agree with you. But you anything you're about to say is so completely <laughs> undercut by the story you just shared. Yeah, by Boner Man, he was the best. Oh geez, I uh, I've got never forget. I have a a sadly very similar story, but it it can't help it. Sometimes you know, sometimes it happens. It's not like you know, he's like a seventh grade kid asked to come up to the board and work out the problem. Sometimes your body just says, "Hey, Uh, what about now? What about now?" He may not even have been thinking anything. It's just a physiological uh, abnormal thing. Or uh, I I gave you an exit like like two hundred words ago, and and you just you just keep going. (laughs) Uh, keep I open the my... door, Scott. We can get off here. Yeah, yeah. The train has stopped. This door is open. You're like, you yeah, can let's get keep off. riding this monorail. Let's keep going. Yeah, I'm uh, Snowpiercer. I'm in. All right. Anyway, <laughs> so that's that story. Anyway, so here's what they're doing at the auction house. They have implemented a system that will throttle players. So Patrick, beware. This is for you, who are using add-ons to run rapid queries to scan the auction house for specific items to buy and relist in huge quantities. Which I guess is a thing you would do to try to maximize your profit. Uh, that's the short of it. The long note is through our continuing work to address service issues as they crop up, as well as our constant efforts to find gameplay issues and fix them, we've observed a small minority of players, of all players, generate the majority of auction house traffic. So it's a little like, I don't know, Netflix generating the most internet traffic. See, kind of that idea. So Patrick, you're the Netflix of World of Warcraft. That doesn't make sense. Oh, I haven't been for a while, but yes. Mm. I mean, the the small number is a little bit misleading because obviously it's the people that use it out of the many thousands of millions of people who actually never use the auction house or just to post a couple of things. I'm surprised because there is a way to query the auction house with um, a full scan, Mm. unless this has changed, but as of last year was the case. And um, you can query with a full scan and you can do it every five minutes, I think. It takes a little while, but um, I'm surprised people still want to do to do it more than this. Yeah. But um, yeah. yeah, I guess it's, uh, I mean, I don't know what the real state of things are in the auction house. It feels like when you're at the end of an expansion, things are weird anyway, because, you know, the market has changed from when it was, when the expansion was new. I had a just started using an auction add-on for the first time in my long history of playing this game and then the, the auction house redesign came out and i was like well i don't need this anymore did it 
Oh, that's a good question or a, a good point. Did it f- fulfill the reasons you needed the mod in the first place? Those changes? Yeah, for the most. Yeah, because I, I was querying the auction house to see what things were going for and mm. to get a base price. And it basically does all that kind of stuff mm. relatively automatically for you now. Yeah, I like it too. But I was never, since I was never much on the on auction house mods, I didn't know how much of that was maybe pulled from mod ideas and integrated into the game or if it really solved a lot of that or if people still need to use add-ons for it or whatever. Yeah, it was one of the things that uh, that stuck with me after I kind of fell off classic was, you know, I was, I was on classic trying to make any money at all because everyone started over. I was completely broken that game. And uh, so I started finally using an auction add on and I was like, oh, this is actually kind of lovely. And so I started using it live game, too. Yeah. But then the update hit and then mm-hmm. I just don't personally see a need for it anymore. I like having less mods, too, if I can. I have some that I can't live without, but I I'm not like a 500 mods guy. Yeah, I've come um, back to using like base uh, uniframes. Yeah, like that's how far I'm starting to roll back. How many mods I use? Yeah, I don't even think. What am I using now for bar management? Something real simple. It's not. Oh, I'm still using bartender. Bartender's pretty great, but I, I think I may have even simplified more than that. Like the for me, the basic UI is okay. This expansion, I think the next expansion though, with all the talk of stuff coming back and these covenant abilities, are going to make it so you're going to want more bars. And you're going to want, you're kind of going to want to go back to the way you used to do that sort of thing. So the unpruning is going to, uh, going to be interesting. People are going to be using those more often, I think. But anyway, they went on to say the players who generate all this traffic are absolutely using add-on driven automation. And they said that this gives them a competitive advantage over all the other players in the game. They say, uh, in addition to increasing the strain on the game's service and says neither of these things is good for the game as a whole. So they put in a hot fix. It's in there now. Some people are mad, but again, we bring this up on the show all oh, the time. Of course, what? they are. I know. Shocking. You mean you mean that people are mad about something in World of Warcraft? I don't want to freak I you out, Patrick. Believe you. I know it seems it seems impossible, and impossible. yet, and yet here it is. Uh, all right, that's basically all that's going on in WoW. It's a dearth of nothing right now, except you know people are playing. I should say. WoW for me right now is, uh, for me, best played in its most simple form. I'm playing alt characters. I got a, a warrior I'm, I'm messing around with right now who's like level 35. I'm just dinking around with him, moving around, doing stuff, doing quests, paying attention to story that I ignored before. Uh, there's no controversy about it. Nobody's complaining about weird currencies that aren't tuned right. I'm just playing it, and it's great. So that's what I'm doing. Until the expansion. It's, 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 it's time, Scott. It's time to start slowly pink plinking away at Classic because a Burning Crusade Classic announcement is going to happen. It's going to mm. happen soon. Mark my words. How soon? Give us give us your prediction. Give uh, us your hot Whenever take. they do their BlizzCon uh, 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 replacement. Well, in theory, that's next year because in that announcement, they said something early spring. So you may not hear for a while if that's true. Maybe they'll do something small, though, in the meantime. I don't know. Like I'm when's just, it? Just, when's, you know, it's going to take you a while. So just start now. When's their summer games fest thing that they are part of? That's soon, and I and I have a prediction about, about what Jeff, that's going to be. Jeff Keeley business. Yeah. Um. Hold on. Summer games fest Blizzard. I can't remember if there's been any details since it was announced. They haven't said anything. Okay. Um, we know that they're going to be participating in at in something, but uh, it's getting like in what? There's nothing left. <laughs> there's I know the Ubisoft thing, and yeah, that's true. Whether you're working from home or working on your fitness, well, you want all you're listening to 
to be what you're listening to, not what, I don't know, other people are listening to. You don't want to know what your neighbors are listening to. You don't want to hear their lawnmowers while you're trying to rock out or chill out, whatever music you're listening to. Well, everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds, but before you go dropping hundreds of bucks on a pair, you need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon, R-A-Y-C-O-N, Raycon. We've teamed up with them. They're offering 15% off your order at buyraycom.com slash wow. I love these little things. I have them right here. Check this out. Oh, let me open it up. All right, so they're in this great little recharge case. Mm. Uh, I got these awesome little earbuds. When I put them in my ears, they're so small that they disappear into my ears. I mean, not entirely. That would be weird, but you just don't see them very much. They don't have dangle dongles down hanging off the side or any of that. Uh, They sound amazing, and they block out so much other sound. So be careful with these when you're riding a bike or running or whatever. But unlike some of your wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet, and they don't have stems or danglies like I mentioned before, especially when you're doing like video calls and stuff. Oh, man, imagine how much better you'll look on Zoom if you're using these things. The company was co-founded by Ray J. Celebrities like, oh, I don't know, Snoop Dogg, Cardi B, Melissa Etheridge, Brandy, J.R. Smith. They're obsessed with Raycons. They start at about half the price of other premium wireless earbuds on the market, and they sound just as amazing as the other top audio brands you know. Their newest model, the Everyday E25 earbuds, are their best one yet. That's the pair I have. They have six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing, more bass, more compact design to give you a nice noise-isolating fit. All right, get the latest and greatest from Raycon. Get 15% off your order by going to buyraycon.com slash wow. That's buyraycon.com slash wow for 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds. Buyraycon.com slash wow. Oh, man, we're all home. A lot of us are still. Some of you are getting back to work, but being stuck at home these days, you probably don't think a whole lot about your internet privacy on your home network, especially because you've got to work from there now, right? Fire up incognito mode on your browser. No one can see what you're doing, right? Wrong! Even in that mode, incognito mode, as your browser calls it, your online activity can still be traced, even if you clear your browsing history. Your internet service provider can still see every single website you've ever been to, and that's why... Even when I'm at home, I don't go online without using ExpressVPN. They make sure my ISP can't see what sites I visit. Instead, your internet connection is rerouted through an ExpressVPN secure server or a set of them. Each server is an IP address that's shared among thousands of users. That means everything you do is anonymized and you can't be traced back to you. That's pretty cool. Also encrypts 100% of your data with best-in-class encryption, so your information is always protected. Use the internet with confidence from your computer, tablet, or smartphone. ExpressVPN has you covered on every device. Simply tap one button, and you're protected. It's the latest and fastest and most trusted VPN on the market. It's rated number one by CNET, Wired, and The Verge, and more. I really like it. It was so easy to install, it kind of freaked me out at first how simple it was. Will it be as easy for you? I guarantee it. So, here's what I want you to do. I want you to protect your online activity today with the VPN that I trust to secure my privacy. Visit my special link at expressvpn.com slash wow, and you can get an extra three months for free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash wow, E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash wow. That's expressvpn.com slash Wow.
All right, we're going to talk about the rest of Blizzard. Here's my prediction, and it seems that the rumors might support it. Diablo 2 remastered rumors are boiling up again, man. It's happening. And it might be out this year. And I'm not saying you should even be excited about it, but especially in light of Reforged. Uh, and then they definitely shouldn't call it, by the way. They shouldn't call it Diablo 2 Reforged. Don't do that. I don't think they will. <laughs> it would be really funny, though, if they just named it the thing and gave it that horrible branding their last bad launch of a remastered RTS went for them. Um, you want to know my shallowest take on the yeah. Reforged controversy? Yeah. I have this weird thought. I'm going to call this a Scott thought because it's a weird thought. Oh, great. Um, in the back of my head that um, somebody on the Warcraft Reforged team get, uh, it just got to feel extremely smug when mm. uh, when the game didn't launch and, and do particularly well because I bet they that there's someone, if not multiple people on the on the Warcraft Reforged team that suggested a different name other than Reforged. Mm. And when it didn't do well and everyone started their YouTube thumbnails and said Warcraft 3 refunded, there you go. See, if we had gone with Warcraft 3 again, people couldn't have made that stupid pun. <laughs> Warcraft 3 again. That wouldn't have happened. Warcraft 3 HD. Warcraft 3... It looks slightly better, but plays the same. If it, you know, whatever if, they decided to name it. If it, it was fantastic, I, uh, now though. I really want them to call Diablo Diablo. It looks slightly better. But yeah, <laughs> I just like to think that someone was like passion, like as a boardroom meeting. All right, what do we name in this thing? And someone's like, No, we can't call it Reforged. Let's just call it HD yeah. or the Return or something of that nature. And then the whole refunded thing starts popping off, and that person just sits in the back, crosses their arms, and smirks. Yeah, there's a little bit of that going on. Um. I mean, it had to have been really good. I think Reforge was a great name, but they didn't follow through on the things they were reforging about it, and then it became the wrong name, so it's their fault. Yeah, um, anyway, yeah. this is a long-running rumor about Diablo 2 Remaster. We've been talking about it for years, but there is a report that the long-rumored remaster of Diablo 2 may be coming this year. This is according to, hold still, Patrick, French news outlet, Octu Gaming. Okay, French, you know them. Uh, that the game, which is believed to be called Diablo 2 Resurrected, okay, will launch in quarter four, oh, 2020. Don't call it Resurrected. It's going to. Oh, no. All the... no there's, it's, it's R-E-S, not R-R-E-F, so oh. you can't do a refunded pun. Diablo 2. D2 Res, you could call it for short, and that would, be, that would make you Diablo cool. 2. I've got it for you already when this doesn't work, YouTubers, and you can use this one for free. Diablo 2 Regurgitated. Oh, my Lord. That's pretty they good. They go with resurrected. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Free Regur one from me. You're welcome. You, that's really good. You, you just set off a lot of YouTubers and they're ready to roll with your new content. Um, it says, uh, let's see, uh, Octu Gaming, by the way, they had previously correctly predicted announcements for Overwatch 2, Diablo 4, and WoW Shadowlands right before those announcements. So they have a record of being correct. One article cites sources close to the studio, this according to IGN. Uh, and suggests that the Vicarious Visions uh, is, or that Vicarious Visions is supporting Blizzard on the project. Vicarious Visions has been operating for decades now. Studio most recently worked on the Crash Bandicoot revival, uh, developing the Crash Bandicoot N Sane Trilogy and Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled reboots. Those were all very good, by the way. I've played them, especially that Nitro Fueled one. It was very good. Um, it's the kart racer you never played, but you should have. It was it was awesome. I it, don't understand. Any attachment to Crash Bandicoot? Listen, I don't either, as a mascot, <laughs> I care about, right? I don't care about, like, the platforming bits, forget it. Not interesting to me, not great. But that kart racer they made was, like, a legit good kart racer. That's all I'm saying. 
It's not because I like Crash Bandicoot. It's because I like a good kart racer, and they nailed it. It was very good in its time, and the reboot or the uh, remake Nitro Fuel thing is very, very good, especially on the Switch. So I get you, dude. I feel you. I feel you. But I'm just saying. Anyway, they did really good work on that. The point is, this sounds like Blizzard maybe not having the internal classic games effort. Now it sounds like they're subbing it out, you know, giving Vicarious Visions a, a crack at it. That could be interesting. Anyway, we don't know when this will get revealed or when it will be released. Uh, if these rumors ter- turn out to be true, uh, they reported back in 2017 that the studio was working on restoring both Warcraft 3 and Diablo 2, and they ended up releasing one of those. Not great, but it's there. Uh, so anyway, I kind of hope this happens because I want to see it. I don't know what I don't know what I want to pay for it, but I want to see what they do. There's also a, re, uh, a Diablo 2 remake entirely in the Unreal Engine that some fans did that I kind of want to see just to see how that looks. Like they, it's not this, they're not aiming for the same graphic engine and sort of stuttery 2D thing. They've made a, what appears to be on screenshots anyway, a beautiful rendered 3D world, but everything in it is beat for beat Diablo 2 based. So your abilities down to the story, down to everything. So I don't know why Blizzard hasn't shut that down, but that's a thing that's apparently available now if you can get your hands on it. Uh, All right. Enough about that. Let's talk about all the Hearthstone Hearthstone stuff that came out. Hearthstone stuff. That's hard to say quickly. Hearthstone stuff. Hey, Garrett, tell us more about all the Hearthstone stuff this week. You know, Hearth stuff was almost the podcast name. Really? Is that true? No. Oh, okay. No. I was going to start. We're a, really, I think we're legitimately considering the Ten Drop Tavern at one point. Ten Drop Tavern, not bad. Ten mana was the most you could ever have, and yeah. Wow. Anyway, um, oh, then you should have called it the Eleven Drop Tavern. Ooh, it goes to eleven. I like that. I, I liked. Although yeah. uh, you've got alliteration going on with Ten Drop uh, Ten Drop Tavern instead of Eleven Drop Tavern. That doesn't well. Play I'm just going to TD. Doesn't matter. It's called the younger chicken. Uh, I'm going to make. I'm going to make this <laughs> statement. I'm going to say you made the right you choice. Have a point. You made the right choice with the angry chicken. Nice work. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we're still in the middle of the Fellfire Festival, and that means that it started last. Uh, officially started last week, where they finally released the single player content for the Ashes of Outland expansion, which you can go play through right now. It's entirely free. Um. It also doesn't really have much in the way of rewards uh, because it is free. So mm-hmm. if you're the type that's really into single player Hearthstone content, rad. Um, if you're the opposite, which is me, uh, I don't find it particularly enthralling. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's not bad. It's just not what it I was never your. It was never for. your bag. You were never into no. it, even in the early days. Yeah. Well, I really liked the last two dungeon runs they did, uh, especially like. Um, Oh, what the hell was it called? Something Dalaran Mean Street? No, no, that's Mean Street. Yeah, just saying. The Dalaran dungeon run they did was incredible. The one that they did after that was also very, very good. Yeah. Uh, and then they just stopped doing it for some reason. Gotcha. But yeah, uh, this is really straightforward single player Hearthstone solo adventure as you know it. So if if you miss the kind of old classic Hearthstone solo adventures, that's exactly what this is. All right. So you get what you um, you know what you're getting, and that sounds better than not knowing and spending the money and then being surprised that it's a thing you don't really want. So it's yeah, good to I mean it's, it is free content. You can't you can't. That's why I'm saying like it's not for me. I don't think it's inherently bad. It's just not my particular jam. There's nothing wrong with free content. No, I like free um, content. And there's like clearly like a lot of love put into this. Uh, 
you know, hearing from the devs that worked on it, like they're they're stoked that they got to tell their own story with new characters in in, in the Hearthstone Warcraft universe. So sure, um, yeah, if that's your jam, definitely go check it out. Also, last week there was a pretty major balance update to Battlegrounds. Mm-hmm. There was also a minor update to uh, Constructed. There was a kind of a side nerf to one of the Demon Hunter cards, making it the fourth Demon Hunter nerf that mm. class launched far too strong. Yeah. Um, but the bigger update was to Battlegrounds because they had the Pirates update two weeks ago and uh, there were some really overperforming strategies happening and they kind of nipped all of those with the uh, with the balance update that hits la- hit last week and I'm really enjoying the meta in Battlegrounds right now. It's, nice. it's fun as hell. I've played the most I think I've played since launch. I've gone up almost 1,000 MMR in the last seven days. Oh my lord. So uh, I've been playing a lot of it and really, really enjoyed it. Um, we talked a ton about it on the Angry Chicken. I don't mean to like shamelessly self-promote, but we did have Slissa on, and Slissa is an insanely good Battlegrounds player. And her just recommending I draft Gold Grubber, this is an example I'm going to give you, has helped me win so many more lobbies than I would have otherwise. Yeah. Well, I'm. it's my favorite mode in the game, so I need to get back in there and, and dink around. Yeah. Uh, good to hear. Also, uh, in Heroes of the Storm this week, it was announced officially that May will be joining the roster. Uh, Heroes of the or uh, uh, excuse me, she's the little snow monster bastard from uh, Overwatch. She'll put up walls and piss you off. She's trolly as hell, and I love her. And uh, she's coming to Heroes of the Storm and appears to have a lot of those abilities intact. I guess I haven't seen what she's classified as. Is I, she... I was about to ask, have you played her yet? I've not played her yet. Her kit is great. I'll bet it is. I mean, it looks um, great. So in the she video is a I've tank. Seen. Oh, she's she a, a tank, tank really? A tank. A storm, yes, and Weird. she works nice. very well in the role, in my opinion. She actually just hit the game live today, so we'll we'll have to kind of see where she lands sure. as far as like her win rate on on launch meta. But right, I really like her kid. It's kind of a greatest hits of the tanks you know and love and do their job well. Mm-hmm. She's got like a little bit of etc, a little bit of Johanna. Um, and her ice wall is a heroic. It's not a base kit ability. So she's and it, and it works quite differently from Tassadar's force wall, which is when we heard May was coming. I was like, how are they going to differentiate her wall from from Tassadar's force wall? It works completely different. If you're caught inside it, you're like frozen inside. This oh ice wow, wall. that's crazy. Really? And then once it's up, if you're not caught inside it, you're also barred from moving past it. That's cool. So Tassadar yeah. will push you out of the way with his, but this thing will actually lock you in there. If yeah, Tassadar just strictly blocks you. And if you're kind of like in the middle of where it forms, it'll push you to one side of the wall or the other, depending on how, you know, what, how if you were which part of the center line you were over. Whereas yeah. hers is like this kind of stasis, like you can lock out. Up to five heroes, if you hit all five enemy heroes with it, you will lock all of them. But what you really want to do is kind of get most of the enemy heroes in there so that one of them is out so you can murder the poor bastard that didn't get frozen and then turn it into a 5v4 once the wall despawns. I really and, like the sound uh, of that. That sounds great. Yeah, she also has a giant snowball heroic because you have two choices of heroics, um, which is on a much shorter cooldown. And I think my prediction is going to be the more popular heroic option. Oh, interesting. Uh, that happens a lot with... Uh... I mean that's but that's true of like junk rat for me. I really like that weird rocket thing. And it's not yep. even the best necessarily, but it's so much fun to do a thing that you're not already used to doing all the time. It's, it's yeah, great. It's quite popular at the moment, but you're right. The you know, rip tire was meta for a long time. Right. Uh, now I feel like his rocket is a little more in the meta. Although uh, junk rat in general has fallen off a little bit. Yeah. He's cool though. 
Uh, all right. Well, nice. It looks like a good implementation. That game continues to do really cool things for its players, and uh, May looks awesome. So do check that out. All right. On that note, this. Hear ye, hear ye. Why, it's the town crier. <laughs> I'll tell you why. It is the town crier, and it's time to read an email. This came to us at theinstance@gmail.com. You can use that, or you can go straight to the website at theinstance.net and use the little foam in, uh, f- foam, form in there and send a really quick message that way. It's up to you. Whatever is faster for you. We got this from Justin, who says, Hello, gang. The past couple of episodes, you have discussed the possibility of WoW getting a graphical overhaul or even a sequel. One of the arguments against that possibility was inclusivity, keeping the spec requirements low enough for the large po- largest possible pool of players to be able to continue playing the game. What about Scott's theory that Blizzard is working on a streaming-based gaming service, allowing players to connect with a much more powerful computer from their older, less powerful one? Assuming I understand how that service would work, where any computer slash tablet could be connected via the streaming service to another souped-up machine on Blizzard's end, I imagine Blizzard would see some benefit from being able to dictate and control the exact hardware slash system setup of the machine that connects to their WoW servers via this service. Uh, I'm going to stop right there for a second. That is that's that exact that's exactly how it sh- it would work. Like the idea is that you would stream their games from these servers that could do all the RTX stuff, all the fancy work, and all you have to do is have a decent internet connection and stream it. We've seen that work. It works with uh, various services right now, not just Stadia, but like Nvidia uh, or what's it called? GeForce Now is very good at doing this. It actually works. It's a workable thing. Here's the problem. What you're talking about is. A bit of a split, right? What you're saying is, well, if you don't have the power to run WoW natively in its best graphical form, run it this other way. But now, do you also let people with souped-up high-end machines run it natively on their own hard drives, or are you saying everybody's got to do it this other way? Like, I think there's, I don't know, I don't know where that split is, or when you make that decision about who's going to use what. Don't. That would go over so poorly. (laughs) If they were like, all right, sorry, you want to play Blizzard games, you have to use the streaming service. Like, you would just alienate your core immediately. Yeah, seems like. I mean, why would you have to? You can just. You wouldn't alienate them. Well, a machine to be able to run it. uh, If you do, then you run it locally. If you don't, then you run it via the streaming. It's. Just like every other, you know, similar service. Well, I, I think part of this is coming from, and Scott, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, that like there would be a a, a boon, uh, like an upside for Blizzard to know what hardware they're developing for. Right. You know, basically like you're like a console at this point. Kind of, yeah. Like you yeah. would be, see, this is the problem as I see it. Would that mean that the rest of us are still playing locally the stylized sort of cartoony low polygon count version of WoW that we have today? While if you opt for the no, streaming you could side, run the new version. Why could you not run the? Well, new no, it's version? not that you couldn't. Get... It's not. No, I'm saying let's say the version. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, if the version, if the quote unquote new version is the one with ray tracing and fancy graphics and bigger, you know, whatever, like this graphical overhaul that I've been talking about for weeks, then yeah, you play that locally if you want, or if you can't, you stream it. Yeah, I mean, maybe it would work. I mean, I'm not saying. I think it wouldn't work because it it doesn't make sense to develop that and say, you know, half of our player base is going to have to run it via streaming. That's what I mean. I'm guessing that if they don't have a 
super powerful computer to begin with, they probably won't have a, you know, super powerful internet connection. I mean, the, the, there's going to be uh, I mean, that's, that depends. Mutually exclusive. That depends. Okay. Okay. Th- th- I mean, that doesn't really matter, honestly, but yeah. it's going to mean that a lot of people won't be able to do it like that. Um, I don't think they want to develop a version of WoW where a portion of their player base is not going to be able to run it because WoW is a game that is very low um, low <laughs> fidelity, low power, computer friendly. Yeah. And you don't want all of a sudden tell people, well, if you want to run the game, you either have to have a very powerful PC or a very fast connection yeah uh, because some people don't have either of those and some people and, may and want both you have, know like you know, some, some people may want to go hey i've got the pc but i, I yeah, just want sure. the convenience of playing this on the, like i you've said it better than i was saying it i think that that is a really shaky transition question like it's a weird pivot point and it doesn't really follow what blizzard's done for decades which is this slow you know incremental increase in fidelity over time with that game and some of their other games. And I just don't see them doing it. Let's say I don't... Sorry. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. What are you say? Uh, I don't see what the business benefit is. Right. I don't think right. anyone is going to look at this and say, oh, the game looks so good. Now I'm going to start paying 15 bucks a month to, to play it when I wasn't before. Yeah. Maybe yeah, there are I, a few I think people it's just there, a, but... It's a thought experiment, right? Like, you know, mm. is it is it worth it? I, I think we're all falling on the, falling on the side of... No, it isn't because um, mm-hmm. you're like the core are most likely folks that like to build their own PCs or spend a little extra to get a beefier PC. Yeah. And Justin did go on to, to, to make some other comments about things like you don't lose customers when there is a graphical upgrade that kills off a bunch of Mac users or kills off a bunch of low end PC users or something like that. Or you don't have that same problem with exploits and problems because it's a little less of a client side thing. You don't have to worry about what people are screwing around with on the client side as much. Like there are some other benefits there. Um, he says this at the end. I also wonder how appealing WoW looks for new players now with its outdated graphics and $15 subscription fee. He says this feels high given what Xbox Game Pass comes with now. But with that's another discussion. And it is, but it's a good point. So games it is, as a but services it's con- are, Yeah, it's connected for sure. Right. Yeah. Um, games as a services yeah. are, are a thing. They're here to stay. We're, we're in it to win it. Um, as more services start to happen that give more value for your dollar, you're right. Paying for your one, albeit big, complicated, fun MMO, but paying 15 for that and only paying five for 100 free games through Game Pass on PC, it's starting I mean, to feel weird, you know, a little bit. It, it's not even that. It's, uh, well, first of all, the graphical thing, WoW was never good looking. You have to remember, it was always a graphically not very uh, sexy game. Um, and it's it. I don't think it's not good looking at all now. I think it's pretty good looking for yeah. what it is. Yeah. Um, I think it's always looked good. It's just, it's never been about cutting edge looking good, you know? I mean, yeah. yeah. Does anyone yeah, remember the two days it. where we thought EverQuest 2 looked better than WoW? Yeah, and that's... On yeah, day three, exactly. we were like, wow, EverQuest 2 looks like an old hot turd. <laughs> but WoW still works for some um, reason. Yeah. But about the, the uh, subscription thing, certainly I think WoW could not launch today and be successful the way it has been when it launched. Like asking yeah. people oh, yeah. to pay for that much money, yeah. it's ridiculous. However, too, too much I changed. don't know. Yeah. yeah. 
uh, I, I don't know that like it's acceptable because it was back then and people are just, you know, it's a different thing. But um, <laughs> I almost made a very bad joke. Uh, oh, man, I'm sad. I'm never going to know what it was. Dang it. No, you won't. Okay. Um, but it didn't start now with the with the uh, money, the value you get for, uh, you know, your subscription games. It start it started becoming that way with free games like free to play is really big thing now mm -hmm. and asking people to pay 15 bucks a month when they can get you know a million free to play games is ridiculous and yet people still do it because yeah, it's wow they do so yeah so I don't think game pass as huge of a value as it is I don't think it impacts wow that much no probably not also, people, you know, we can't, the Venn diagram isn't necessarily MMO enthusiasts and people who would play those hundred games on Game Pass. They aren't necessarily crossover. They are, for a lot of us, I am. I, I like both things quite a bit. So I'll end up going back and forth with those kinds of services and other services on top of that. But there are a lot of gamers, especially WoW people, who are locked in and this is what they play. This is their game. Just like there are people that only buy Madden once a year and that is their game. Um, and you have to account for those. That's a big part of your base. So I don't know. It's it's an interesting concept, though. I like it as a thought experiment. I don't think it'll happen quite in this way. But this stuff's changing so quick. Who knows, dude? Like in five years, this is a very different discussion, perhaps, possibly. And uh, who knows, Justin, Absolutely. what they might do. But uh, we really appreciate the email. Any of you can do it. Theinstance at gmail.com. Or again, you can use the site over there at theinstance.net. want to give a couple of quick shout outs to some people who have signed up for our Instance Plus subscription level. That's Arjun Guha. I want to. I hope I get that right. Uh, these names. Boke Jacked. How would you say that second name? B-O-A-I-K-E-J-A-G-G-T. Boa Ike Jacked. I don't know. Uh, Brad Barber, there's an easy one. And Brandon uh, Mathern. Uh, thank you all for your support. If you would like to be like them and even have your name read out on the show, head on over to theinstance.net. Check out all the levels. And what you can get for supporting the show directly, that's the instance.net. Okay, before we go, let's go around the table and find out what everybody else is doing. Patrick, during these trying times, I go to the Phileas Club and I'm looking for some sensible world political views and thoughts and uh, understandings. Uh, is that what I should still be doing this week? Uh, sure. <laughs> we had a couple of episodes this month uh, talking to people... Uh, <laughs> of the black persuasion okay. uh, to, you know, black people and uh, from France and from uh, the U S in two different episodes and telling us what life is for them. Um, we were talking about that idea of listening earlier in the show. Mm -hmm. um, if that's your thing, I think it could be interesting to you to go listen to the Phileas club. The link is just search for Phileas P H I L E A S on your podcast app, or you can just uh, go to frenchspin.com and you will find the link there. Click the well. links, mother scratchers. Uh, also, Garrett always got some content in the pot. What's what's in the pot right now? <laughs> uh, uh, hopefully better terminology for hype reasons. Um, there you go. Yeah, I mean, as always, check out the Angry Chicken for more Hearthstone, Into the Nexus for more Heroes of the Storm, and uh, Wow Killer, the the newer Wow show I do with Telly Essen for World of Warcraft coverage. Um, I would like to direct you specifically this week over to YouTube.com/slash AmoveTV, uh, where I just put up 
uh, my first ever attempt at doing commentary over one of my Hearthstone Battlegrounds games. Ooh. I kept getting the same question. People wanted to know how I go about uh, not tearing up at the basic speed. Like, when do you in- when do you intentionally make the decision not to tear up? Uh, why do you do that? And so I, I happened to play a game and record it. That was a perfect example of why I would skip tearing up at the rate at which I normally would. It was on those Dormu, and it's it's up as of today. Uh, over on youtube.com slash a move tv very so, nice yeah it's literally called when not to tear up in hearthstone battlegrounds so go check it out go check I'll it out the link in the chat room yeah it's good stuff go check it out you guys you will not steer yourself astray that is going to do it for the show big thanks to everybody for listening thanks to all of our live viewers and everybody who checks us out later we love you all equally maybe a little more to the live people just because you show up and we get to talk to you but uh everyone's great and uh thanks for all your support and help over at the instance.net if you're looking for us on twitter instance show for the show you can find me at scott johnson patrick at not patrick garrett at garrett art and you can find more shows like this at frogpants.com that's going to do it for us for me for patrick for garrett we'll see you next time this show is part of the frog pants network frog pants network get more shows like this at frogpants.com.